It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back on a football Friday. We'll get to Adam Chernoff at the bottom of the hour with his picks. And first bet wants you to get in all the horse racing action. Sign up today with promo code Vegas1000 and receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit vsin.com slash horses for details. Bonus code Vegas1000. So welcome in uh, vsin contributor. Does a great job. Will Hill at not the Will Hill on Twitter with two E's to talk about these playoff games. Maybe a prop as well. Appreciate the time and getting up early. Let's start with the early game tomorrow. We kick it off with the Raiders and the Bengals. Going to be cold. A little bit of movement on the total. Uh, come down a, a little bit. I'm surprised maybe not more with the total. But what do you think here with the spot? Uh, you know, A lot of people lost a ton of money on the Raiders this year. They were so hard to handicap and figure out. But you play the Sunday night thriller overtime, and you're the you're short week, and you're the early game on Saturday. Now it's five, five and a half. Yeah, brutal spot for the Raiders. I think it's really unfair to put them in the spot, but I think that's baked into the number. I think it's probably more than baked into the number. We saw this mm-hmm. open, I think, six and a half. It's all the way down to five. I mean, these teams played in November. Uh, the Bengals that only averaged four yards per play. The Raiders averaged six yards per play, even though the Bengals won the game 32-13. Uh, to me, it's too many points. This is still a Bengals team that, look, they lost to the Jets. They lost by 25 at home to Cleveland. They were down 14-0 at home, second half to Jacksonville. Uh, to, mm-hmm. to me, this is, is more of a field goal game. I like the Raiders. It's really amazing when you look at the Raiders. <laughs> you think about that Monday afternoon game against the Browns. They're 6-7. and seven. Browns have all their backups and third stringers in. Browns have the ball. They have a two-point lead with two minutes left. It's third and three. All they need is a first down. The game's over. Raiders have no timeouts. Think about it at that point if I told you, you know what? The Raiders are going to get a stop. They're going to get the ball back. They're going to kick a field goal. They're going to win their next three games. It, it's really kind of a Cinderella run here. Uh, to me, the line's just a little too high. I understand the movement. Uh, towards the Raiders. I played the Raiders plus five and a half. It is crazy when yeah. you think about it, how the Raiders had their backs against the wall in Cleveland, and now they won four in a row. They're in the playoffs. How about, yep. like Paul mentioned, uh, the situational spot, I know, concerns a lot of handicappers here when you're looking at the Raiders playing that game Sunday night and having to play in the first game on the road on Saturday. Uh, I'm sure that concerns you as well, but you're still going to take – did you take six, or what number did you take with the Raiders? Five and a half. Yeah, I didn't get the best of the number. I think I think I got it at five and a half. Uh, like I said, it, the spot isn't ideal at all. But I, I think more in the regular season, they could be flat. This is the playoffs. I think that'll give them some adrenaline. I think they'll be up for the game, obviously. So uh, I think that's more than baked in a number. I just don't know how you get to five and a half, five uh, with these two teams. To me, it's more of a field goal game. 
Uh, and I like the Raiders. I don't trust Cincy. And another thing a lot of people aren't talking about, last time we saw Burrow, they were beating the Chiefs. He limped off the field. Mm-hmm. He hurt his knee. He was very quick to rule himself out for the Browns game. Now you could say they didn't need the game. Well, they still could have moved up and been the one or the two. He didn't know at the time where he ruled himself out. He said, you know what? I'm not playing this week. Uh, he didn't know that, that you know, the Chiefs were going to win, that the Titans were going to win, even though they were favorites. Those games were pretty close. So that's something to keep an eye on. I, I think if Burrow's healthy, this is a good bet. If Burrow's not healthy, this is a great bet. Interesting, yeah, from a prop standpoint, and we're seeing like 260 and a half, 268 and a half, excuse me, with his passing yards. We, we talked about it all week. That was 16 to 13 with five minutes left. Burrow threw for 150 yards in the first meeting uh, here in Las Vegas against the Raiders. You recommend maybe a look at the under passing yards? Yeah, and then, and then look, if the under is bad, maybe you're going to run run the ball more, rely on Mixon. If his knee's not 100%, you're going to run the ball, rely more on Mixon. So I would only look to the under. I think the under is probably a good bet. All right, how about another under the start today, Sunday with the early game, 70% chance of rain, maybe 20 to gust up to 30 miles per hour with the wind, and it's come down a little bit now, uh, 46 range. How about Tampa, Philly? How are you approaching this game? Yeah, I like the under. Uh, I, I think you could tease Tampa. If you could find eight and a half and you could tease it through the seven, through the three, I think Tampa's probably a good uh, a good teaser leg. There are a, a lot of great teaser options this week, but that would be one of them. Uh, again, I would only look to the under. 20, 30 mile an hour winds, pouring rain. You figure it's Hurts' first playoff game, Sirianni's first playoff game. They'll be a little conservative early. Mm-hmm. So maybe even isolate your play a little bit and, and you go with the first half under, figuring, you know what, they'll come out in, in bad weather and not try to lose the game right away. So uh, first half under might be a good bet, and I think that wind in the weather is really going to be a factor. Well, I think that's a good point, too, with the first half under. Um, okay, San Francisco and Dallas, the middle game on Sunday. Matt has talked about it could be a pros versus Joes matchup. What do you think of the Niners catching three in Dallas? Yeah, I don't know that we're going to get the three and a half. I think at three and a half, it's a great play for the 49ers. At three, I, I still like San Francisco. I just, I'm so concerned. I have heard one person say they like the Cowboys. It's amazing. I thought it'd be a little more balanced here. Mm. But you're still getting the three with San Francisco. This is just a great game, a fun game. You know, it reminds you a 1990s football with Madden and Summerall. I mean, the uniforms, everything, the history. Uh, I like San Francisco. I think they'll be able to run the ball in Dallas. I think it'll be a back and forth game. Uh, you know, a big spot. Give me Shanahan over McCarthy. I like San Francisco plus the three. You know, there, this number did open four. There were three and a half out there, and there's sharp money on the Niners at four and three and a half. And yeah. it looks, I'm not sure that three and a half is going to come back by Saturday. I did notice the Westgate Superbooks at three minus 120 on the Cowboys. You might get a, a brief three and a half uh, opportunity out there one more time before kickoff on uh, on Sunday afternoon, but. I took three with the Niners uh, as well, and um, you, get a, you are a little bit concerned. I know Will Hill about the Niners being a public dog yeah. and too popular as a dog this weekend, and that's one thing we often try to stay away from in the NFL betting, right? Yeah, because I could make a case. It's not like uh, I like the 49ers, but you could make a case for the Cowboys. I mean, the, the Niners with Garoppolo's hand, you know, overthrowing you know, receivers, the Cowboys have a, a nose for the football. They got a knack for scoring on defense, you know, with Diggs and Parsons and those <clears> guys. And San Francisco is susceptible to the deep ball. So, you know, you can make a case for the Cowboys. I just think, you know, toss-up game, take the points. I like Shanahan's the better coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think or I think the, the Niners will really be able to run the ball. I'm not opposed to an over. I think both of these teams uh, will be able to operate their offense pretty effectively. So, I'm surprised there hasn't been more uh, more support for the Cowboys, even though I do like the 49ers here. Yeah, I'm thinking the same way about this game. William Hill with us on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. He also hosts the New York City cast. You can find the uh, podcast at vcin.com. 
while we're talking about the Eagles and the Cowboys from the NFC East, what about the Giants? That's got to be a hot topic on your uh, your New York City cast. So who do you think the right choice is for the next Giants coach if you're going to bet that odds board? You know, they're going to probably go with a GM first, then a coach, uh, which is one of the reasons, one of the 19 reasons you had to get rid of Judge. You couldn't have Judge come in here, Judge, you know, left over with, with a new GM. Um, you know, Flores is the guy that makes sense. I'm su- surprised he let go by the Dolphins. I mean, 10 and 6 last year, 9 and 8 this year. Uh, a lot of teams are going to have Flores at the top of their board. After that, you know, these coordinators, I'm not really sure whether it's Kellen Moore, Dable, Bietemi. Uh, I don't really have a strong feel for any of those guys. To me, it'd be Flores would be the guy. And look, I, I think they wanted to keep Judge. I really think they would have kept Judge. You know what? I, I think that 11-minute press conference really did him in. That's <laughs> yeah. the quarterback yes. Yep. I think that was it. He just couldn't keep his mouth shut. They really wanted to keep him. They don't like to fire guys after two years. He yeah. couldn't be quiet. That's what it was. Yeah, I can't believe what has transpired there. Nine of the last ten years, they've missed the playoffs. And all these hor- slow starts, horrible seasons, another coach who lasts two or fewer years. This is crazy what's gone they, on there. They haven't had a winning record at any point since 2016. They're 22-59 oh. since 2017. They haven't oh. been 1-0, 2-1. They're basically they're they're an awful franchise. It it, it happened quickly because not that long ago, you know, they won two Super Bowls in what four or five years. It's crazy. Yeah. And not only that, they had Fan Appreciation Day and gave out uh, free medium Pepsi. It's a long list. There were like four dollar <laughs> tickets for the Washington game. You believe it? Yes, seats. I know. <laughs> Think about that. Tickets were going for five six bucks. Yeah. Well, you get a free medium Pepsi on Fan Appreciation Day. Get that right, Day. right. Uh, great job. Appreciate popping on for a few minutes. Good luck this weekend. All right. See you guys. Thanks. There you go. Will Hill. VSIN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our new big game, big dance special provides VSIN all access to everything we do now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now. Get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming big game and college hoops betting guides, plus full access to VSIN.com, exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. One of the most exciting betting seasons of the year. Don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. VEASAN.com slash big deal to sign up today. So before Will Hill, it was Ian Eagle. And with that game Saturday, I think it, it, well, he's right. If it's close, edge to New England, the Bills haven't won a close game all year. But also it could come down to special teams, as I mentioned earlier, where the Bills are 19th and the Patriots are 18th. But the Patriots had the special teams issues against the Colts. And the Bills in that final game Sunday against the Jets, I mean, the punter, ridiculous. He chanked two punts. He dropped another snap that, that Jets took over deep in their own territory. One mistake like that could decide a game. So with all these, I can't stress this enough, where you just see some bad numbers and some bad rankings on these playoff teams with the special team numbers with the football outsiders uh, rankings. Could play a big role in these games. But again, I go back to what I keep saying. It's difficult to handicap that. And, sure it uh, is, yeah. Who's going to make the big mistake to contribute – to losing the game. So, uh, I don't know. You know, like you said, you got so many teams that are that rank low in uh, the special teams areas, but it's tough to, it's tough to handicap that and say, well, I'm going to play this side because uh, their special teams could be the difference. I think I think the Cowboys have a kicking problem with Greg Zerline. The Bills have a kicking problem. We saw that in the first game too between the Patriots and the Bills and Buffalo when the weather was bad. Uh, I thought the Bills probably should have won that game if their special teams were a little bit better. It's just it's a intangible that's tough to handicap and predict uh, who's going to make the big mistake in a game like this. And what Ian said too about they were 
bulletin board material, whatever, it got us going because uh, they had to hear about it all the time. Almost embarrassing what the Patriots did in oh, the first meeting. They did the embarrass them, yeah. Sure, they'd only throw three passes, but that's uh, what they did in the second meeting. But Belichick, every game is different. Every game plan and how they're going to attack it and mm-hmm. what and what they're going to do, and who knows, maybe they come out slinging it with Mac on Saturday night. Throw him a curveball. Certainly, he's had he's had weapons. He does have weapons, but he didn't play well down the stretch. Very intriguing game. Very intriguing. Tough one. Yep. Yeah. Four and forty-four. Back I took four. I took yeah. four and a half with the Patriots, but mm-hmm. like I said, I know a lot of pro Patriots guys like myself who who don't like the Patriots. Rapid fire on all the NFL playoffs with props, and then we get into Adam Chernoff and in pocket all that straight ahead. Mm. Visa and follow the money. The Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Sports Betting Network. Bet River Sportsbook takes football same game parlays to a whole other level. Now you can combine same game parlays from different games, give even more ways to make your perfect combo. Download the app or go to betrivers.com today. Explore all the new ways you can create your ideal combo. Must be 21, playable in Jersey as playsugarhouse.com. Again, this round has been dominated by the Dogs. There's been plenty of unders as well. Uh, in this round, the outright winner is on a 48-7-1 run, last 56 games. Road teams are 15-3 ATS the last four seasons. Division rivals since 2003, the road team is 11-3 ATS. And prior to last year, I can't believe this, prior to last year, the 3-6 game was on a 15-0-1 underrun. And the sixth seed is on a seven and one straight up and eight and oh ATS run 
as well. A lot of success by the road teams in this round. Yes. Yeah. We start with the early game tomorrow. Raiders and Bengals as we roll on here. But again, they played in November. Right out here, Cincinnati closed a two-point favorite. It was 16-13 with five minutes left. Burrow only threw for 150 yards. It was a conservative game plan by Taylor. McPherson was great, uh, kicking field goals. A big interception by Carr. Chase yep. scored a touchdown. They turned it over again. Mixon ran it in, and then uh, they ran him out. Misleading score, 32-13. I thought you made an interesting point as well as far as looking at a lot of these wide receivers over with their props with receiving yards, where you look at this in the 70s or 60s. I'm with you with Renfro, definitely at 54 and a half. Oh, how many targets is Renfro going to get? Derek Carr in his first playoff game, he's going to look to the security blanket a lot. That's Hunter Renfro. Yeah, he's got Darren Waller, the tight end back too. But he and Waller just didn't connect much last week. I think it's going to be Renfro as the go-to guy over and over again for Derek Carr. So I'm look over 54 and a half receiving yards at Bet Rivers on Renfro. Uh, also, if the Raiders are trailing in this game, that's going to help Derek Carr's passing numbers and a lot of those receivers' numbers. The Raiders' defense has serious uh, mm-hmm. serious deficiencies when it comes to coverage in the secondary. Yes. And Jamar Chase should light these guys up. Chargers had guys running wide open in the secondary last week. How many times did Justin Herbert convert on fourth downs? Uh, I would you know, it's a square opinion, but I would have to look over Receiving numbers on Jamar Chase, too. What's the uh, receiver prop? 72 and a half? Yeah, in that. Ball 73 ball. and a half yards uh-huh. on uh, Jamar Chase? Yep. Raiders 26 in points allowed. <clears throat> and uh, they only average 22 points per game on offense. But that, that's the other thing. You know, what what, <laughs> what a year it was. What Raider team am I going to get? I mean, their resume is hysterical. It is. When you look at it. The weird losses, the strange wins. Uh, uh, and then they, they had lost, that stretch. They lost five out of six, and the yeah. only win in that stretch mm-hmm. was at Dallas on Thanksgiving. Right, yeah. and during that stretch, they played seven of eight games. They couldn't score more than 17 points. Right. Think about that. So what car am I going to get as well, as that's a big storyline. He makes his first playoff start, going against Burrow, making his first playoff start, and the droughts. Raiders haven't won a playoff game since 2002. Bengals haven't won a playoff game since 1990, and they've lost eight in a row. Would tie the record with the Lions here with nine straight playoff losses uh, if they can't get it done on Saturday and, of course, the late game. But just to uh, mention, the Bills were a three-point favorite in the first meeting. They were catching one in the second meeting, lost 14-10 to and won 33-21. Allen was great in the game in New England, allowed them to win the division. They've won four in a row now. Uh, and they didn't punt in that second meeting, and Mac had a couple turnovers uh, in the game in New England. Overtime, 13-1. to over two and a half field goals minus two dollars. Longest field goal forty six and a half yards. Some good props there, and over two hundred and fifty different ways to bet all these playoff games. Up now at Bet Rivers. Sunday, the early game. First two games you at talked that, about. I think the. Uh, I like your bet a lot. First half under twenty four or twenty four and a half. You can get, find it in yep. Raiders Bengals, and I played Patriots plus four and a half in the second okay. game. On to Sunday. My apologies. Yes, we have weather as we mentioned. Yeah. Uh, in that game, but the, here's here's the numbers here. If you like the dog, and I know the weather could benefit Philly in this one, uh, one and seven against teams with a winning record this year. The average loss was by 12 points per game against playoff teams. 0 and six straight up, and one and five ATS. And I don't that think one cover was yeah. backdoor against the Buccaneers. Great call too on that. Right, the first meeting was in late. October, Tampa closed a seven-point favorite. They had a comfortable lead, 
a couple late Hurts touchdowns, followed by a two-point conversion. Yeah. Put it on six. Tampa ran the clock out deep in Philly territory. Tough beat there. And it, it, I don't, I, you, it's hard to run on Tampa. And then what kind of success does Hurts have through the air? Well, I, I can't thought see Paul Churchill made yeah. a great point. You know, when he was talking about the uh, player props and that the Buccaneers allow more rushing yards by quarterback than any other defense. They've got a great rushing mm-hmm. defense, but Josh Allen and quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts have been able to run on the Buccaneers, and that's probably going to be the Eagles' best hope is Jalen Hurts can get outside the pocket and make some plays. How about the total in the New England game if I jump back? Because they're one and two in, in points allowed. Right. Both giving up 17 a game. And with the, how bad it's going to be weather-wise. I think you have you to think, look under. Yeah. And the total hasn't moved much from 48, 48 and a half down to 46 and a half, right? The, the, the Bills game. Bills game. I, oh, I, I, thought, you were, the Bills, I thought you were talking no. about I, I, the Buccaneers yeah. game. No, that's my fault. I, I went back to it, but that's, uh, yeah, that's at 44. But the, that, that did move with Sunday as well uh, because of the weather, yeah. which makes sense too. The middle game, San Francisco and Dallas. Dallas lane three, the, old, the only matchup out of the six that isn't a rematch. I mean, this one's tough. This is a great game, but this one is also difficult too because of Dax in a slump the issues offensively that they had down the stretch. And listen, when you look at this, that they come in uh, and the loss was at home to Arizona, but they closed strong with the win-loss record. Well, look at the resume. Look who they played. Washington a couple times, Giants. Look who was on that schedule for Dallas, as you mentioned earlier. Dallas, the Cowboys are like bullies. They beat up on bad teams down the stretch. And when they were in the home favorites role in Week 17 against the Cardinals, they were flat. And uh, they got beat by the Cardinals. And it comes, Dak, you yeah. know, there is a lot of people try to dance around the topic. Everybody's too sensitive. Nobody wants to say Dak is in a slump. <laughs> he was in a huge slump. And uh, the Cowboys' offense was completely out of sync uh, for most of the second half of the season. Now they still put up pretty good numbers, but a lot of that is, uh, I, th- I think, compiled in garbage time. Think about that Broncos game, for example. That, that's one of the most stunning games of the year to me, that the Broncos right. were up on the Cowboys 30-0 to zero in the fourth quarter in Dallas, and the Cowboys put up 16 garbage points at the end of that game to make the score look better, but they were getting skunked by the Broncos on their home field. Cowboys are not that mm-hmm. good at home against decent teams, uh, as we just saw two weeks ago when they lost to the Cardinals. And again, it comes down to Garoppolo, 7-0 and this year, when he doesn't throw an interception. They closed winners seven of their last nine. One of the losses, the close one to Tennessee, and the close loss uh, in Seattle as well. Paul, look at the schedule. Put it back up. Put yep. the Cowboys' schedule back up on the screen. Look who the Cowboys have defeated at home this season. And we know those NFC East teams are all pretty weak. Can you put the Cowboys' schedule back up there? Here we go one more time. At home, Eagles, Panthers, Giants. They got wiped out by the Broncos. They beat the Falcons at home, lost to the Raiders. And then they finished at home by beating the Washington football team, and losing to the Cardinals. The Cowboys are not that good on their home field. And again, in the playoffs, as favorites since 1997, 1-6 against the spread, I, I think the Cowboys are in a, a, a good spot, good fade spot uh, this weekend against a 49ers team that rolls into the playoffs winning four of the last five. You never want to see a blowout in the playoffs. It's hard to make the case at all for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. They just met in late December. The Chiefs were laying 10. They won 36-10. to 10. No Kelsey in that game. Pittsburgh scored late to get their only touchdown. 
uh, and the Chiefs are laying 12 and a half in the late game on Sunday night, and we'll do more of this coming up on Monday. But the Rams are laying four. They were minus three in the first game at home. They were catching three in the Monday night game in Arizona. They lost 37 to 20 on October 3rd. Then they won 30 to 23 on December 13th. Imagine, as we said earlier, do you concur? The quarterback under the most pressure, Stafford, you make all these moves, all these draft picks you give up, all these trades you make. You said Goff wasn't good enough. You bring in Stafford. If you go one and done, that would be something. Stafford has not been that much better than uh, Jared Goff was. I mi- yeah, you're right. That's a good point. I missed this, too. I forgot. This was a great sweat. Yeah. He, le- he led the league in interceptions with Lawrence. We followed that yeah. prop the last month of the season. That's right. Because he had a couple again in the in the week seven, uh, week Stafford 18. Threw, Stafford, Stafford led the league in, in eight interceptions. Eight picks. Eight picks in the last four games. Matthew Stafford. Um, again, what do you make of the Cardinals? I know Lou Finicaro of Vicens driving back home to Arizona right now listening to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked him about this the other day. How do you explain the Cardinals being 8-1 and one straight up in ATS on the road? The Cardinals stunk at home, but they were outstanding yeah. on the road. How do you explain that? You go back to 1933, only the 2010 Dolphins, that happened. Yeah. Where you had a difference of five-plus games with what the Dolphins won one game that year at home. Right. But that is I, doesn't make any sense. I know. Adam Chernoff. No one breaks a game down like Adam from Covers.com. He has three plays this week in the NFL playoffs. We'll get his thoughts coming up, and we'll close within pocket. Paulie Howard, Matt Humans, Follow the Money, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. King Casino brings you a new era of your favorite games, including blackjack, roulette, slots, plus live dealer, table games. And just this week, DraftKings Casino paid out some huge wins. A player bet $2 and won $52,000 on Roads to Riches Race Day. Another bet $1.80 and won $8,000 on Dead or Alive. And another winner bet $10 and won $15,000 on Bonanza. Download the DraftKings Casino app today. New customers can claim a deposit bonus up to $2,000, and they start you off with $50 in free credits just for signing up. Download the DraftKings Casino app and use code VEASAN to claim this offer. you got to be 21. Casino.DraftKings.com for full details. That is a tremendous offer all the way around. Every week, it's Adam Chernoff, Covers.com, and the Simple Handicap Podcast, and he joins us to talk NFL playoffs. All right, tip of the cap to you. You put me on this game. It makes a lot of sense. Let's start with the early game tomorrow. The first half under with Cincinnati and the Raiders. Cold. Waller banged up his status. And the first game was 16-13 uh, with five minutes left. Taylor was conservative in that game. Take it away. All the reasons you played under for the first half here, please. Well, I like the first half bet, but maybe a guy should be playing Rose to Riches and Bonanza instead. Yes, right. <laughs> I mean, wow, uh, some wins there, but um, I played under in the first half at 24 and a half. So listening this morning, there are still 24s available, and that would definitely be the number that you want to get. You set it up very well. First matchup, very conservative and tight off the start. But when you look at some of the things setting up in this game specifically, 
it's two rookie quarterbacks going against each other or two first time quarterbacks in the playoffs in the wild card mm-hmm. round, which historically has meant a big lack of performance. It's two head coaches making their first playoff start. It's a big defensive line advantage for the Raiders against the Cincinnati Bengals offensive tackles. And that's the more explosive offense of the two. And there's also the cold weather, which wind gets a lot of discussion for how much it impacts totals. But when it's this cold below freezing, the passing output for quarterbacks drops eight to 10%. So you tie all of these things together. You add in the injury to Waller, maybe Burroughs, not even a hundred percent, but it just to me leads itself to being a tighter, more conservative start to the game between both of these teams. And I think that this total was just more of a reaction to the full season numbers and just wasn't accounting for everything that's going on within these situations. So I really like the first half under here. I think it's a game that starts tighter, slower, and it was just too many points when I was looking at it earlier in the week. And mm-hmm. so 24, too many now. Yeah, I agree with that. How about the uh, side? Did you consider anything here? The, the number was six and a half. It looked like it might actually hit seven. Went the other way. Uh, Bengals now five and a half point favorites in the situational spot, really negative for the Raiders after playing Sunday night and then having to hit the road and play the early game on Saturday. Did you consider, or are you still considering playing a side in Raiders Bengals? Yeah, not only that Sunday night game, Matt, but like if we look back here, it was a last minute win against the Colts. It was a hang on for dear life against the Broncos. It was a last minute win against the Browns. It's been a full month here for the Raiders of full 60 minute, or in the case of Monday night, full 70 minute game week after week after week. And then you have the Bengals. Well, they've been sitting in Ohio since mid December. They haven't had to leave the state. And so you would like to think that situationally like that going into the playoffs, it's not going to matter. Everyone's going to give their full effort. You're going to get full motivation, but Again, like you pointed out, now it's a short week again for the Raiders. And there's just, it's hard to sort of put that into a number and like totally sort of quantify what the impact of all that together might be. But just to me, subjectively, it was enough to keep me off of the Raiders, despite a lot of other professional betters that I respect Mm -hmm. and listen to really liking Las Vegas this week. Um, so I don't have anything on the side, but I know a lot of people that do. But for me, it was it was like you mentioned, just some of that situational stuff that's keeping me away here. Okay. Good points there. Follow the money, Paulie and Matt Humans, VEASAN. Adam Chernoff, our guest, covers.com. Let's go to Sunday now, the early game, Tampa. You laid eight with Tampa. Tell us why. I did, and it was just to me, I'm looking at both of these teams, and especially the matchup for the Eagles. The, the Philadelphia defense allows the highest completion rate to opposing quarterbacks. Tom Brady is pretty good at finding open receivers. And if we had in the wind and the rain and the sloppy field conditions and everything that might come from this storm rolling in, I know there's a case probably to be made for the Eagles having the more efficient running game. But if it becomes a game of moving the football with short passes down the field, I mean, there's nobody else in the league that I want than Tom Brady leading that charge. And in the first meeting between these two teams, He just walked up and down the field. And it's also a situation where the Eagles are the worst defense in the NFL at defending tight end passes. Who does Brady trust most on this team in the playoffs? It's Rob Gronkowski. Like he has 
despite the injuries and despite some of the, 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 the finishes down the stretch and what you want to say about the Buccaneers, like this is just such a good matchup for the Buccaneers offensively. And again, like you might look at it with the wind and the rain and the Eagles being so efficient running the football. Well, if you force the Eagles into being one dimensional because it's windy and rainy, they don't have a passing game to begin with. That's very effective. If you take that away or at least limit it and allow this Bucks front seven to sit down on the run, I mean, that goes pretty well for this Buccaneers defense too. So I think the matchup is just really one-sided for the Buccaneers. I'm intrigued with Gronkowski props. I laid the eight. I think I felt pretty good with that bet, even despite the weather that sort of rolled in in the last 48 hours. He tweets everything out, plays, props as well, totals uh, at Adam Chernoff on Twitter. How many props did you get get involved with, and what do you expect to do this weekend? So played that Gronkowski receiving yards prop. Um, That one was good. I'm waiting to see what comes up with Foster Moreau. I'm not as excited about looking at Darren Waller. I think there's some injury stuff going on there that's not really making it out into the public just yet. So I'll be curious to see Moreau and Cincinnati might sit down on Waller, potentially try to take on Renfro at the line. That'll leave some space behind for, for Moreau, who's going to get a weaker matchup against the Bengals team that can't defend the middle. And I was also intrigued. Josh Allen, the rushing prop for him. We've heard the quotes and kind of the yeah. weird stuff about his feet and how he wants to keep them warm and all that. But to me, it's just more of a history of him in high leverage games in key spots, third and fourth down relying on his legs. And so I think that's a pretty good spot for him as a mobile quarterback within these wild card week rounds. Typically there's a little more onus on them to run. So that number's getting absolutely smashed. So it's already moved 21 yards. So I'm a little less excited about the yardage talking about this morning but a rushing touchdown for Allen pays plus 155 right now. Mm. So that's a pretty good number to consider if you can get him to score a TD, I think. Okay, a great matchup. The middle game Sunday, 49ers in Dallas. You took four with the Niners. Break it down, please. Yeah, and that was a number that was available at a couple offshore books that we won't talk about on air. So I think a better number to talk about this game from the matchup is probably three, but in these playoff games, you get weird prices coming up when people are trying to set openers. They don't last long. This was one of them, but just looking at it at three, uh, especially if you're getting like three even money, certainly reason to be intrigued, I think, with San Francisco. If you were to hand pick an opponent for the Cowboys that they might struggle with of all of the playoff teams, I'm not sure there's one that sets up better than the 49ers. Offensively, San Francisco does a couple things well. They run the football and they pass over the middle to tight ends and guys out of the slot. The one thing the Cowboys struggle with defensively, they're 23rd against the run and among the worst at defending tight ends and slot receivers in the middle of the field. And so the offense that San Francisco wants to run, they're going to be able to do it against this Cowboys defense. On the other side, the 49ers will be able to get pressure on Prescott. They will be able to contain the run game. And the Cowboys, for the course of the season, I think there's just a bit of a divide within their schedule, especially down the stretch. These five wins, they beat the Saints, who were ravaged with COVID. Washington, banged up and had COVID. They beat the Giants, who quit down the stretch. (laughs) They beat Washington again, 50 points. That was the game where the entire team was coming off COVID. And then they beat the Eagles, who sat everybody. 
And then you look at the playoff opponents in that same time span, a loss to the Cardinals, a loss to the Raiders, a loss to the Chiefs. And so it's just this big divide where the Cowboys beat the bad teams by a mile all season. But when they had to step up in class, it was always a struggle for them. And so I think this matchup with how one-sided it might be for the Niners, if it goes well for San Francisco, the spot where the Niners, I think, win pretty comfortably. And it's going to come down to Jimmy G not turning it over. If yep. he's able to take care of football, it's a, it's a big number. Great job all season. Terrific breakdown. Good luck to you. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it, sir. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the game. Adam Chernoff, Covers.com, Simple Handicap Podcast, and Adam Chernoff on Twitter. In pocket, up next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. pocket let's do it time for all the action here in the nfl playoffs i'm with Chernoff. it makes a terrific breakdown he tweeted it out early in the week makes a lot of sense raiders bengals first half under 24 and a half mr anti-fun checking in will there be a walk-off win this week no even money at bet rivers car to throw an interception yes minus 130 and at caesar's william hill will there be a safety in any of the will there be a safety six games Knows minus $2. You're going to lay the two bucks. The $2, yes. They also put up missed extra points, two and a half under minus 150. Two-point conversions is only one and a half. Right. You get a better over? I, I like over on that one. There won't be two two-point conversions? I would think there's right? going to be a good, good chance there's going to be two. Yeah. Also, Colorado plays tonight. 
The Avalanche are on a 25-2 overrun in the third period. 19-4, yes, goal in the first 10. And 19-5 overrun in the first period. They're taking on Arizona tonight at home. They open 550. I mean, this is is, is, insane number in a hockey game. Yes, it is. I'm with you on that Raiders uh, Bengals first half under. Right now, the best number you can find out there is 24. So play that as well. I like your play on Derek Carr to throw a pick. He's thrown a pick in four of the past five games. Uh, The yes on that's minus 130. Yes. I think that's uh, that's a pretty good prop. I don't have a lot of confidence in him on the road Saturday. I don't. I've got three straight bets here for the NFL. I took four and a half with the Patriots uh, right away this week. Obviously, you have to take four if you're playing that right now. Still like the Pats. Uh, Niners plus three. Might be a public dog. Might be too popular as a dog. I'm going to play the Niners anyway. I think Adam Chernoff just talked about it. Made a really good case. Yep. Why the uh, the Niners should be the right side in that game in Dallas. He also he, made a good point about these places who are want to be the first up. With yeah. these, there was a four and a half out there, too, right away. Yeah. First yeah. number I saw was four and then three and a half. And mm-hmm. you had to pull the trigger quickly to get something better than uh, three on the Niners. But there was sharp money on the Niners uh, before that dropped to three. You realize the, the Cowboys really don't have a good win, Paul, since week six at New England. It was a great breakdown by you earlier, and then also what Adam said as well. When you examine the resume yeah. and look it's at what's gone. I mean, when your owner says you're in a slump, Mr. Prescott, I I would listen to Jerry. Our Cowboys are 13-4 and four against the spread, but they played some uh, some pretty weak mm-hmm. opposition. I, I don't think they've had, in my estimation, they have not had a good win since week six at New England, and they had to win that game in overtime. Got lucky to cover the number with the touchdown in OT. Uh, also played the Cardinals plus four. On Monday night against Matthew Stafford, who's been on a turnover binge, nine turnovers in the past four games. And again, I don't know how you explain it. I know the Cardinals have slumped late in the season, one and four in their last five games, but they are eight and one straight up in ATS on the road. And that's got to count for something. Here it is. Going back to 1933, it's happened one time where you had a difference of five plus wins, a home road disparity with one team. Arizona went eight and one on the road and three and five at home. The only other time it happened, the Miami Dolphins in 2010 were six and two on the road and one and seven at home. Yeah. I mean, it is lunacy. Uh, in pocket, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern at betrivers.com. You want to say something on this Illinois game? Yeah, I will. We'll get to college hoops very quickly. I just want to say, too, what pushed me over the top on the Niners, playing the Niners against the Cowboys and also the Cardinals against the Rams is that the, the Niners outgained the Rams 449 to 265 in that Week 18 game, 6.7 to 4.1 yards per play. That Rams defense has got some problems, and the 49ers offense is really clicking right now. Uh, they've won four of five going into the playoffs. Let's take a look uh, tonight. Big Ten basketball got a couple games. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to play anything on the card tonight. we got a Mountain West game in Vegas, too, going to mention quickly, but I think the most intriguing game from a handicapping perspective is Michigan at Illinois tonight in Champaign. And uh, you see a number of uh, 10 up there at Circa, 9.5 at DraftKings in the Westgate Superbook right now. I think 10 is where this number is going to settle, if not a little bit higher. I read the Detroit News last night because Michigan's previous game against Purdue was canceled for COVID reasons. Michigan did not have enough guys who could suit up. You You have to have seven scholarship players to play a Big Ten game right now. 
Uh, here's from uh, the Detroit News. Juwan Howard, the Michigan coach, said he's unsure how many players will board the bus and travel to Champaign. He was oh. talking about this on Thursday. He expects to have enough players by Big Ten standards at seven to be able to play his quote. At this moment, we have seven players and one coach available. My God. And now Michigan's been, well, if not the most disappointing team in all of college basketball at this point, certainly one of the most. A number of 10 looks like it's inflated against Illinois. Here's a key for who's going to be on the floor. Sometimes these COVID uh, stories get exaggerated. You might end up on the wrong side of a game, uh, kind of like we were, some of us were in this uh, New Mexico UNLV game a couple nights ago, thinking that UNLV might not have enough healthy bodies. Turned out UNLV had plenty of guys, and they blew out the Lobos. Of all the guys that Wolverines have on the floor tonight, check the lineups, check the availability. If Hunter Dickinson is available for Michigan, the Wolverines might be a decent take as a double-digit dog in this game. You've got to have somebody match up with uh, Kofi Coburn, the Shaq of the Big Ten. That's one guy who's going to be a major matchup problem for Michigan. So Hunter Dickinson's got to be one of the guys on the floor. Right now, we don't know who's going to play for Michigan. So I can't bet the game. Uh, not knowing, I would think if you're going to bet it right now, you'd lay the nine and a half uh, because this number's uh, probably not going to be lower than nine and a half, and it could be higher depending on who's going to be on the floor for Michigan. Very good. Yes. Knockout information. Uh, tonight in the Mountain West, I'm going to go to this game here at the uh, Thomas Mack Center, UNLV, which had some COVID issues yes. early in the week, but it turned Funny. out to be an exaggerated story. No big problem, right? In a 30 point win over New Mexico. Fresno at UNLV tonight, and uh, Circuit just moved this number from Pickham to Fresno minus one and a half in the past half hour. So a little bit of sharp money on Fresno tonight in Vegas. Okay. Not sure if I'm going to play anything yet, but a decent college basketball card on a Friday night. The, the Why the Saturday night game is so difficult, and I, I like the Bills, but it was three seasons and one for the Patriots. They got mm-hmm. off to the slow start. They lost the close game at home to Miami, the close game to Tampa, uh, run out at home by the Saints, pick six by Jones in that game, the close game to Dallas in overtime, as you mentioned. Then they won seven in a row. Right. And they buried Cleveland. They buried Tennessee. It's like, wow, this team is the team to beat in the AFC. KC had their struggles. And I think you're right. They peaked too soon. Mm-hmm. Then they come off the bye, which was a good point. Bad timing for the yeah. bye. They're down 20 to nothing against the Colts. They lose at home to the Bills. The Bills don't punt. Okay, they play Jacksonville 50 to 10. And then they lose at Miami, and Jones throws another pick six, yeah. and they could not stop the run in that game. So to me, everything points to Buffalo, and that one is too. So we also discussed on this show. About the pressure, I know it's the playoffs, but I mean, again, imagine if the Rams lose Monday night and Stafford throws some picks, right? But let's start with the game tomorrow to kick it off. So the Bengals ever want to play? It was the 90 season. The game was played in 91. They've won a playoff game since 1991. They've lost eight in a row. You win the division. You have Burrow. You have Chase. Oh, my God, you're playing the Rangers. It's a, a bad era. spot. Right. Imagine if the Bengals lose this game. That would be nine straight playoff losses for Cincinnati and running it down. Lost 18 to 16 at home to the Steelers. Lost 26 to 10 in Indy. Listless performance. Right. A lot of this is tied into Marvin Lewis. They just, no preparation. Notice they couldn't score more than 17 points in any of these games. Lost 27 to 10 at home by the Chargers. They were favored. Lost 19 to 13 at Houston. I think that was TJ Yates that beat them. Mm-hmm. Lost 31 to 10 at Houston. Lost 24 to 14 at home to the Jets. They were favored. Lost 21, lost 31 to 17 at home to the Steelers. I mean, look at this this list going back here. A lot of home games, favored, can't score, not prepared, bad coaching. 
all the way down. That was Marvin Lewis and yes, uh, it was Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle. It's a new era in Cincinnati. This is a Joe Burrow era. This is going to be different. But a tortured fan base. Imagine they right. lose this game. That'd be nine in a row. You would tie the record by the Lions. Eventually, the Bengals are going to win a playoff. Joe Burrow is going to change things a little bit for this team, yeah, this it, franchise. Well, I will say this. If they do <clears> win and we and Chuck uh, gets through in the other games, I would give Cincinnati a great chance to beat Tennessee. Yeah, I would too. That's a good matchup. I mean, that would be – imagine Tennessee at home to Cincinnati and the Chiefs at home to Buffalo. Yeah. If we get Chuck. Then you could have Tampa, Tampa, Dallas. I know you'd like the dog though with San Francisco. San Francisco going to Lambeau's a great game. Oh, yeah. How good is that yeah. game, right? We know the trials and tribulations with Green Bay at home lately here in the playoffs as well. So that I just I I just had to point that out. I but actually is, this Cincinnati horror show in the playoffs. Know, my God. Right. Well, it's not All like right. the Raiders have a illustrious playoff right. history in the past two days. They haven't right. won a playoff game since two thousand two. That's right. right. Yeah. Sure. Great job by the crew. Hell of a week. There was a lot of uh, stuff being thrown at you. A lot of ins, a lot of outs, right? We'll be back Monday to recap everything. We'll have a Monday night football game to break down as well. Good luck with all your bets. Again, over 250 different ways to bet the playoff games at Bet Rivers. Bet River Sport. Bet River Sport. Bet River Sport. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.